you think you can, you're right. And if you think you can't, you're also right. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in because this is going to be a wild ride. Welcome to Talking With Myself, a bi-weekly controversial podcast that questions everything about societal norms. With your host, Fabian Patterson, a strong-willed kid, a psychology student, a personal trainer, and life's perfect example. So sit back and enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, welcome to Talking With Myself. My name is Fabian, and I am your host, here to question the unquestionable, challenge the norm, and charge you with the task of taking control of your own destiny. If you find this interesting, then continue to listen. And if you think this is absurd, then you, my friend, need to listen. Because today's topic is my toxic relationship with depression. But first, let's define depression. It is a mental condition characterized by feeling of severe despondency and dejection, typically a feeling of inadequacy and guilt, often accompanied by lack of energy and disturbance of appetite and sleep. Now, Most people who don't suffer from depression or have never been depressed before might think to themselves that that's a bunch of crap. (laughs) That people who are actually suffering from depression, like all these things that was just explained in the definition are just things that they can get over or things that they can fix. Why don't they just fix it? But here's some numbers. In 2018, 7.1% of adults um, were depressed. That's a pretty small percentage, right? Um, But if you calculate that over or you uh, transpose that over into numbers, now you're looking at 17.3 million Americans. And if that's not bad, 13.3 teenagers were depressed. Now, given the teenage population is less than the adult population, that uh, transposes over to um, 3.2 million. And that's still bad. These are teenagers. You're in school. Like, your biggest worry is passing your class and getting good grades, per se. Now, This might not seem bad in comparison to the actual total number of people who reside in the United States. But here's the truth. Depression is the leading cause for suicide. And in 2018, over 48,000 Americans died from suicide. I bet that put things in a different perspective for you, right? Um, So if we really dial our thoughts back and say, well, that 7.1% is now looking a bit crazy. (laughs) You see, most people experience depression on many different levels. You have mild depression and severe depression. You have people who are just... Um, worried and they they suffer from a severe case of anxiety. But 
it's when it gets deeper than that. That's when the real issue occur. And we can say this and we can say that, but we never truly know what's going on in someone's life and what they can actually handle because we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> you see, I'm going to tell you my story because the topic is my toxic relationship with depression, meaning that I was depressed <laughs> or I still am because you see depression is not something that you just you just cure and you get rid of it and you know you take it off and you put it down it's something that you live with every single day and it's a battle that you have to fight every single day when you get up it's the thoughts that you have to um boxed and part compartmentalized and set aside and control is all these things that just keeps on going. So here's my story. <laughs> it started in 2010. You know, at the time, I didn't even know what depression was or I never thought about being depressed or what depression is about or can I be depressed? I never really had any thought about that. I mean, I honestly thought that that doesn't exist. I was one of those people, the one of those ignorant person who just thought that life is all great. I had this motto that I live by. It's like a phrase, actually, where it was, if I can't fix it, I don't worry about it. <laughs> that was easy when I didn't have responsibility or a daughter depending on me or a wife <laughs> or parents. Um, a job, subordinates. It was so much easier to just not worry about it if I couldn't fix it. At the time, I was also in, I mean, an extensional amount of debt. And, and the thought process was, I can't fix it, so yeah, not going to worry about it. But all that changed when my daughter was born because now here comes this human being, this little precious human being who is dependent on me, relying on me to not only keep her safe, but to provide for her and to make sure that everything that she ever needs or wanted is, is taken care of. That's a big responsibility. I never really thought about it then. <laughs> but... Uh, it all kind of spiraled down because my depression was also coupled with combat stress. On my second deployment or coming back from my second deployment, I was traumatized. They say war changes a person. <laughs> I found that out firsthand. So... Here I am coming back from my second deployment traumatized, coming back to a relationship that just wasn't the best. We'll leave it at that. Um, and now I'm in this atmosphere, I'm in this environment, and I need to figure out what I'm going to do, whether I'm going to stay and be unhappy for the rest of my life just so my daughter can have a complete home of two parents um, or leave 
and have her be in, in a single parent home. That's hard to deal with because that's how I was raised. And, and I told myself that I would never do that to my child, my children. But there I was, contemplating leaving my daughter, age two. How do you do that? How do you leave someone that you love so much? <laughs> leave them as if they're nothing. So I was stuck. I was torn. I was ripped apart. I was, I was ripped apart. And then it all fell down. This strong person who just never worried about anything was just this frail, fragile, breaking thing. And that played into how I, into my depression because now I'm looking at myself like, is this you? Is this how you are? Is this what you've become? Nothing. A failure. Hopeless. <laughs> you were so strong. Was it a facade? Were you making that up? Were you pretending? And it kept going because now I feel stuck and everything is ruminating. Those thoughts in my head just kept going over and over and over. You're nothing. You're a failure. You're failing your daughter just like how your family failed you, just like how you were uh, raised by a single mom. Now your daughter is going to be raised by a single mom. The same thing, the very same thing that you said you wouldn't do, now you're making a decision or thinking about making a decision to do it. How dare you? Are you just that weak? These were thoughts. These were thoughts that I was having. These were things that I was thinking. And I didn't have anyone to share them with. I mean, I did. But with these thoughts and how I viewed myself, I, I couldn't bring myself to share it with anyone. That coupled with the trauma that I had from combat just made it a whole lot worse. And everything just spiraled into this huge, huge darkness. And slowly, slowly, I drift away or drifted away from reality. And my reality became only what I saw, a failure. <laughs> You know, I said before that depression doesn't go away. It's something that you have to deal with on a constant basis. And all those things, all those thoughts are things that I struggle with daily now. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's kind of like that um, triggering effect. It's like if something that I was planning or something that I planned doesn't go the way I want it to go, it automatically triggers something from back then. And the first thought that comes to my mind is like, here it goes again. And this is why I said that if you've never been depressed or you don't, you've never um, experienced it or 
been around someone who's been depressed, it's hard to grasp that, that understanding that it just never goes away. And it's a, it's a constant battle of trying to control those thoughts in the back of your mind, quiet in those thoughts and saying, shh, I got this. So in 2010, I was lost, spiraled down into this deep, deep, dark hole. And I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see any way out. And my only thought was, well, <laughs> I don't want to leave and I can't stay. So I guess I need to go. <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah. Suicide. That was my answer. I mean, looking back now, I know it, it was the wrong answer. I wasn't, I'm not going to say it was a mistake to think or thought that because at the time that was the answer that I had. Was it right? No. Was it wrong? I don't think so. I didn't know any better because of where I was. Like I said, I couldn't stay and I didn't want to leave. So my only thought was to go because if I did, then my daughter would have a half a million dollars worth of life insurance to take her through school, college, maybe even start a small business. So this, again, just shows you that people who are depressed or are suffering from depression, they, they rationalized just not the right way or, well, the best way. How did I get out of it? How, what happened to, so, to me so that I'm here now sharing this with you? Well, first, my two-year-old daughter saved my life. Imagine that. <laughs> the night I was sitting in a room like, yep, this is it. Plan is set. This is how it's going to happen. And, you know, everybody will be fine. She comes in and eggs me on to play with her and I did and her smile was so her smile was so bright she always had the the loudest laugh and and I looked at her and I was like I've got to find a way I've got to find another way another way she's everything I have to be here for her So nothing happened that night. The plan was delayed. It wasn't canceled. It was delayed. The next day, coming home from work, I was like, I can't go home because the plan is still there. So I have to find something else to occupy my time so I don't go home to this plan. So I pulled over in a parking lot and I'm sitting there thinking, what is it that I can do to occupy my time so I don't go home to this plan? Contemplating. I don't know how long. But I looked over my shoulder and I was in a parking lot of a gym. And I said, well, I do need to kill some time. 
No pun intended. So let's go do it inside a gym. Walked in the gym, started working out, and I was in there for about two hours. <laughs> the time just went away. I don't know. And I walked out and I felt renewed. I felt brand new. I felt like all the worries and the stress and the problems that I had or I thought I had was no longer there. I felt so strong, empowered and empowered. And I was like, man. And I went home and I played with my daughter for the first time voluntarily without having to, to suppress or fight back these deep, dark feelings or these deep, dark thoughts that I was having about should I or shouldn't I, right? And I was like, man, that worked. I don't know what happened when I was in the gym, but it worked. So I was like, okay, now I'm good. I'm The problem is fixed, yeah. But I woke up the next morning and I was still feeling the same way. So I said, okay, time to go back to that solution that I found yesterday. So I went back to the gym. And every day it was like that for about a few months because I did it every day. And every morning it would come back and I was like, okay, this is sustaining me, but it is not helping me. So I built up enough courage to go find counseling, and I did. And I realized that there was just a lot of things that I needed to process to just kind of get to a point where not only do I recognize the issues that I was having, but I accept them. And after accepting them, then I could process them and learn how to manage them. And I say manage because, again, depression, once you have it, it doesn't go away. And now you have to manage it. So with the help of counseling and the gym, I was able to cultivate, build enough strength to do the things that I needed to do to stay alive. <laughs> and this is what depression is. It's just this deep, dark place where nothing exists. Nothing exists. You don't feel like yourself. You don't feel like going anywhere, doing anything, talking to anyone. You just feel like whatever it is I'm doing right now doesn't matter. Have you ever seen that, that a movie where there's this one lone flower or or grass or or a cactus in the middle of a desert by itself that's basically what depression is or a depressed individual or someone suffering from depression is they're just there's they are this lonely flower or this lonely cactus in the middle of a desert 
just an empty abyss, and for miles they could see no hope. So depression is real, and it is the silent, the silent killer. It is the number one or the leading cause for suicide. So ladies and gentlemen, if there's anyone you know who are showing signs of withdrawals, giving away their things, not being interested in the things that they used to love, staying home more, not being active, not talking as much, those are some of the signs that they might be depressed. Please intervene. I read this quote that said, I was hoping to be lost, but actually I was looking to be found. Something along those lines. And that's exactly what it is when, whenever someone's suffering from depression. It might seem like they want to be left alone. And it might seem like they're, they just want to be lost. But in, in truth, they want to be found. Be recognized, acknowledged, appreciated. It's valuable. <laughs> Look, I can't tell you what you need to do or how you should feel. But if you are feeling depressed, you are feeling just so lost, please take the time to seek out someone, a friend, a professional, a hobby, something to keep you grounded so you could find yourself. I had to do that and it was a hard process and I know it's hard. It's the hardest thing for you to do right now is to find yourself. But I want you to first know that you might not think that you are appreciated, but I want you to know that I appreciate you. I acknowledge you. I accept you with all the flaws that you think are holding you back. So take the time to go find yourself. Because, my friend, you are so worth it. This has been another episode of Talking With Myself with your host, Fabian. And until we meet again, stay true, be yourself, and don't go quietly into that gentle night.